rugby league. Enveloped by crashing waves and plummeting brand value, the NRL has played its last card in the pack. It has launched Rugby League Season 2019 as a new era, yet the game has extinction written all over it. Lurid sex tapes, Cameron Smith refusing to retire, the Roosters as premiers, it's truly sickening. But history tells us that Rugby League has always been able to crawl back out of the primordial slime of its own making if someone utters two magic words. Fire up and Shazam! And all would be right with the greatest game of all. Well, no longer. The game has been blasted back to the Stone Age and the two brontosauri that are Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale can't do anything about it. So welcome to New Fire Up, the new Coke of Rugby League Radio. Welcome to a Fire Up involving 33% less talk, 33% less music and 67% less comedy. Welcome to a Fire Up that has the go-forward of the Adelaide Rams. Welcome to New Fire Up, the Jurassic Era. Chris, I, I love nothing better than to stand by the side of a road and watching a ram go forward. Is there a prettier sight at all? I can, I can ask that now. Do, do you remember, Stephen, in, in a simpler time, because we live in very complicated times. Very complicated. When there was a petrol brand called Golden Fleece. God, yeah. Well, you could, look, it was like a saviour, wasn't it? In the distance, this golden glowing ram, just when your petrol tank was running on empty. It, it, and it, Praise it, the Lord, I'd say. And, and it sort of had that plastic sign, which was you know the embossed ram. Yes. And to me, it took in me, profile. Yes, so it was a, a safe haven on the drive up north. Yes, yes. And it also reminded me of Jason and the Argonauts, one of my favourite films. Thank you, Ray Harry. Sunday afternoon doesn't get any better without Jason and the Argonauts. That that really tops the whole thing, doesn't it? it? Certainly does. And when I see Jason and the Argonauts now, I think of the Melbourne Storm and some sort of creature that <laughs> the undead, the, the undead, and they just keep coming at you and coming at you. You know. I went and saw Hugh Cornwell from the Stranglers earlier this year at the Manning Bar. He has oh, a new yes. album out called Monster, and the yeah. lead. Title song is called Monster, and it's a tribute to Ray Harryhausen and all that wonderful stop motion work that he did on all those great movies. Well, I would just say, uh, you know, the ninjas and, and Shintaro would be my background. Is that right? Yes, indeed. The, the Shintaro came uh, and did live performances yes. at the old Sydney Stadium. Yes, yes, and he sold out more tickets more quickly than the Beatles. Not surprising you, Chris. Yep. It was a Sunday afternoon ritual after Jason the Argonauts, or maybe before. I can't remember now. <laughs> Long before the monkeys were big. Oh, the monkeys were in town this week. The monkeys are in town. Yes. The the well, I'm, I'm look. Mickey Dolans was my favourite. He was the funny one. Well, he and was, he was a singer musician. Uh, Mike Nesmith. He was the tr- well. He wasn't troubling. He was just difficult, wasn't he? A bit well, prickly. My partner Mary Jane went and said that. She's not sure she likes Mike Nesmith. Oh, okay. And he wears I, a beanie. And, and I came back and said, did he sing Rio, the solo hit? And she goes, I had to leave early for basketball, so I can't tell you that. <laughs> She's great. But, she? I, but, but I think Mike was the, the more difficult one. Peter yeah. Talk came out last time, and sadly yes. he's recently no more. left us. And yeah. Davy Jones is gone for yeah. some time now. Well, at least Davy Jones gave us David Bowie. He did. You know, you've got to give him credit for forced that. Forced his hand. And an unforgettable episode of The Brady Bunch. Uh, where you were dating Marsha, wasn't Mar- you? Well, no, Marsha got, was escorted by Davey to the school dance. Right. <laughs> Rugby league is king. I want to tell you that right here and now. And uh, Chris, um, dear, oh dear, we did our bit. We did our bit. We talked about <sighs> AFL. We did. We did talk about AFL. But we had a good reason. 
Well, a Adam good reason. A very yeah. good reason. Yes. And we had uh, Representative Ian Darling, who directed the film. It is taking over the country. It is setting the tone straight again. It's a reset button happening right now. But apparently, the code is in trouble. I mean, you didn't need to hear it from us. We all know their code's in trouble. Yeah. Apparently, Hawthorne are going to wear the number of this goods character. Right. And apparently, there's an up already. <laughs> the fans, apparently... They don't know how to behave. They're going ape shit, and apparently there's going to be trouble on the weekend. Except we both know that when you put security guards in with high-vis shirts, there's going to be trouble anyway, right? There's no doubt about that. Now, what do they call these men in the AFL code? Uh, well, we you know labour under the moniker of you know security. Yes. But the AFL charts its own course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel slightly responsible for exposing the code by putting video of said interview with Ian Darling and Yvonne Sampson on our Fire Up Facebook page. How'd it go? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So hot. So I've actually had to have a look at the AFL for the first time ever. Did you? And we've opened up a Pandora's box and we found out they don't have security in the AFL, Stephen. Chris, did you know they don't have crossbars? No. <laughs> Didn't you know that? No corner posts. No corner posts. No and rectangular. Go, Chris, they got four posts. <laughs> They're so lazy in AFL <laughs> that they go to an oval yeah. and then they just mark the line in the same shape of the oval. As the oval, exactly. It's ridiculous. And they There's... try and take up as much of that oval as they can. That's right. You know, And they it's... just throw a whole lot of people in the middle of it. The game is a naked real estate grab, Stephen. It's constantly <laughs> it's... grabbing uh, oh, Chris, our land. When it's I a drive... metaphor, really. When, when I drive it? through Moore Park and see them, you know, what I would call just brainwashing those little kitties. Yeah, I do. It's just like there's something very evil. It's very, very 1984, Stephen. <laughs> very and, 1984. And, and in 1984, you don't call a spade a spade. You don't even call it a shovel. No. You call it a behavioural awareness officer. A behavioural awareness officer. A BAO. Yeah. And, and I'd only just got used to bow those cute little dumpling things you can get in food courts. Yes. You know, like a pork bow. And now BAO, behavioural awareness officer. Right. And who are these men and what are they doing in AFL? Well, men and women. Uh, and women, of course. Yeah. They're watching you. They're watching you. So when you're watching the game... Eyes on you. Yeah, they Eyes are watching you. you. Right, okay. So that you, by them watching you, yeah. become more aware of the way that you're behaving. Look, the Chinese have known this for centuries, <laughs> and they've only just implemented this face recognition technology. Oh. So wherever you go, if you're a criminal, and of course they determine whether you're a criminal, they'll get you. This, you this, walk into a railway station, go into a public can school. Can you believe I know the uh, technical term for this? What is that, Chris? Biometrics. Biometrics of yes. your face. Yes. And like, I know Apple have had a hand, and now they're going, oh, God, we've got to get out of China now. They're getting out of China getting and of China. shutting down iTunes. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Get out of China, mm, good business maybe. Do you think? Yeah. yeah. Now. Uh, I would have thought it was an untapped market, but that's just me. Now, we all know George Orwell had this pinged years ago. Years ago. Big Brother's watching you. Animal Farm. Animal Farm, the whole bit, you know. Behavioural awareness officers, they call them. Is that what you said? Yes. I they wear high vis, so they're visible, but they, that way you know they're watching you. Correct. So don't step out of line. This has gone to the highest person in the land when it comes to opinions, Chris. Walid Ali. Oh, Walid Ali. Yes, right. academic, it says here in the paper. Dirty little cigarette out sporting crowds. I was going to say Jeff Kennett, really? Yes, I know. <laughs> what does Jeff have to say about this before I go to Walid? Well, Jeff, Jeff, who's, of course, strongly connected with the Hawthorne Football Club, which speaks volumes of itself, yes. former Premier of Victoria, said he feels that the um, AFL is misguided in this uh, endeavour in part because of its employment practices. Yes, and its employment practices are uh, reflected in the people donning the high vis vests. Mm-hmm. And he just intimated that by their appearance alone, mm-hmm. he's inferred that they might be new to our shores and maybe not versed in the in the deep history yeah. of AFL. And it's hard to 
provide a secure environment for an AFL audience well, if you don't actually understand what the audience is doing or right. is watching? Well, Chris, when you when you walk into Club 77, yes. it's you know, it's early start, you know, know it's, yeah, 8 o'clock in the morning, you're mm-hmm. ready to, you know, hands in the air sort of stuff. Yeah, you're right. And you see the two men or women, high-vis, back goes up a little bit. I turn around, sir. Turn around, do you? Well, in my situation, I turn around and run. Right. <laughs> uh, not everyone's like that, but no. I, I feel, Stephen, that you can't enjoy or revel or um, bathe in the glory of the event, like be it a well, early morning hands see, in the air rave you, or a game of AFL, if you're being watched. You could be, a, a, dare I say, an academic as well, Chris. Because your words mirror these words, if I could say here. Is that right? This feeling in your soul, it vibrates in your soul, are things you don't want to look at too closely, it says. It lives in the aggression, the intensity that can't help but spill over into vulgarity. Often it lives in the consumption of too much alcohol. Truly buzzing crowds exist on the edge of chaos, barely contained on the verge of bursting their banks. There's something wild in them. I'll never forget, blah, blah, blah. Is this Waleed? This is Waleed, right? Is he talking about the studio, uh, what is it, the project studio audience there? Or Absolutely, what? yeah. <laughs> buzzing, excitement, you know, <laughs> aggression. Up, yeah, all lick it up. up yeah. uh, and he goes all the codes and how it's the same in all the codes. He says, personally, I don't like any of the ingredients I've listed that go into making these crowds. I'm not that kind of barracker. Right. Right. But see, you can see the paradox. You see the dilemma. One half of him goes, I'm an animal. I want to kill somebody. The other half goes, no, I'm not. I'm an academic. I, I deplore this sort of behavior. There is the problem. There is the issue, Chris. And AFL are grappling with that issue because are they more progressive than rugby league? Because I say, when I see Josh Maguire, I can say he's a low-life grub. You can say I that. don't care. Yeah. Right? Yep. Because we are progressive. Yeah. Well, and I think, I, I don't think there's a behavioral awareness officer in this land in rugby league that would do anything to stop you. No. Because <laughs> rugby league understands that we're a, you've got two models here, Stephen. Yes. And I mean, <laughs> and it's, it's an age old battle about, you know, the media, for example, should it be, you know, self regulating yeah. or government regulated? Rugby league, definitely self regulating. Definitely. You know, if, if, Fan behaviour steps outside acceptable parameters. Yeah. Other fans intervene, yeah. generally quite forcibly. <laughs> I remember being at an Origin game up in uh, Brisbane in 2001, yeah. and uh, there was a paralytically drunk uh, Queenslander fan making an absolute goose of himself. So uh, uh, another uh, Queensland fan intervened, dragged the offender by the hair, yeah. dragged him down the metal steps, clatter, 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 <laughs> yes. and called in a cop and said, take him away. And everybody supported the action. Done. AFL, interventionist, mm. Orwellian, mm. government mm. demand mm. and uh, implemented, bring in this sort and, of, can I say, stormtrooper approach. Yes, but they've got their dilemma. On one half, they want to live like you and I, like rugby league fans. Yeah, primal. Yeah, primal. Yeah. Yeah, on the edge of chaos, <laughs> grogged up. In, in touch <laughs> right? with their essence. Right? right? Yes. Back in just a moment. We'll, we'll, we'll resolve this issue for them somehow or other. I know we will. Fire it up! Ready to go! Fire it up! Ready to go? Let's go change the world. Thank you, everybody. All right, who who wants ice cream? Come get it.
What's that? It's quinoa with chi and goji berries. Look, could you could you pass the almond milk, please? Yeah, sure. Looks good. Um, you coming to Oztag tonight? No, I can't come. I, I can't do Oztag tonight. Melissa and I are going to Bikram Yoga. We're going, We're going to Bikram, to Bikram Yoga. Yoga. Remember when life was dangerous? What do we do here at Fire Up? Every Friday, we weed out the kale-munching, crock-wearing, high-fibre drivel and serve up a fat-drenched, gristle-laden, triglyceride-dripping banquet of rugby league that'll f*** and hurt you. But even Fire Up's on PC, Chris. Even we're feeling the powers of be the Orwellian powers encroaching upon our freedom of speech, aren't we? Well, even that promo, which, you, you know, the aggressive music at the end was Moby. <laughs> <laughs> and who else is not more synonymous with kale munching and bloody yoga? <laughs> Moby. <laughs> Moby. Oh, oh, he may have gone through some rough party times, but he cleaned up his act, and that's what Fire Up has to do as well. We, we are, well, mm. let's face it, we, we've already highlighted the fact that we're new, we're yeah. reduced, yeah. Uh, we're more concise, yes. and we are shedding material constantly, Stephen, mm-hmm. and that means that we've had to turn our attention to other codes. I don't know, the number of times you told me this morning when we were prepping for this show, you don't say that. Well, that's You true. cannot say that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've been... A, Thank goodness that I've got a leash. I was going to say I've been affected or infected by the joint here. And yes. I just find myself in these production meetings continuously having to regulate you. Parameters. Because because you're a free spirit. I am. You, you sort of stride across the, the countryside <laughs> as, as some sort of uh, free radical almost. Chris, and, you know, and there's no room for that anymore. There's it, no room for freedom of expression. No, it might there's no room for freedom of religion, no, Stephen. I know freedom of religion. It might horrify you to know that I went to see Timothy Leary speak live at the Harold Park Hotel. Now, if that's not enough to drag me away in handcuffs, I don't what, know what... What year was that? Exactly. <laughs> Near his death, I can tell you that. <laughs> i tell you what, it's a strange world. Uh, Terry Bull, a uh, fire-up listener, just texted in and said he spotted James Graham at the physicist Brian Cox's lecture, clearly se- seeking a purpose uh, for life. I didn't need to tell you that he's a smart man, That and those knocks have done nothing to sort of put the facts out of him. Hey, by the way, if anybody wants to text in, there's a number, 0409-945-945. We've had one of those. Uh, look, Ross from Collaroy, Chris. Yes. Ross has listened. He says, I'm heading to the Women's State of Origin tonight. Uh, it was the best game I saw last year, and I coach for North Sydney Bears. Of course, this is at North Sydney Oval tonight. Yes. Uh, and uh, he's got two spare tickets. If a, li- a supporter of this station, a supporter of Fire Up, wants to have them, uh, it will arrange details and meet up. All you got to do is text in on zero four zero nine nine four five nine four five and say, uh, "What is your favourite new named player in mm. rugby league?" Yes. I can give you an example. Yes. Mine would be Cade Cust. Cade Cust. We talked about those ears last week, yes, didn't we? For the Manly Ringer Seagulls, if, and it's just, we're going to talk about this a little bit later. There's just a panoply of it, names you can choose if from. If you were Kathy Cust, right, and Cliff Cust, yes. you'd only, naturally you'd call your kid Cade Cust, wouldn't you? Would. Yeah. Of course you would. CC's and, all around. And that's right. And you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't sort blink. of, you wouldn't go K-A-D-E, you'd no. stick with C-A-D-E. So, yeah, yeah. And can I say about the uh, Women's Origin game tonight, Steve? Please, Chris. I will be there. You will be there. Mm. It's a beautiful oval in North Sydney Oval. It's got the finest Morton Bay figs in the land. Yes. Beautiful white picket fence and a great old stadium. 
uh, Stan. And, and it's like the Sydney cricket ground. You're miles away from the action. You can't see a thing. It's a cricket ground, and, Chris. And if you're down at fence level yeah. with the camber of the oval, the camber. you can't see the other side no, of the no. field. It's terrific. But when the ball comes towards you, it moves at a shocking pace. It's like, whoa. And, and, and the fact that the Sydney Roosters are playing their trade at the Sydney cricket ground, and let's just say about the Sydney cricket ground, it's never fit for purpose. No. It's going to be way too small for a grand final, and it's way too big for Roosters games. They should be playing <laughs> Roosters games at North Sydney Oval right now. Absolutely great it's, idea. It's the same poor viewing experience, yeah, yeah. but at least it's smaller. Hey, did you see that the nervousness of the Roosters fans, now they feel that Latrell's not going to run away from Well, you know, like, this is the weird thing with Roosters fans. They were panicking about Latrell leaving when they go to South, yeah. when he goes to South. Then they see what he's been dishing up over the last month, yeah. and they go, maybe we're dodging a bullet. Yeah. And then they're now disappointed the Bulldogs probably won't be taking him off their hands. It's yeah. tough being a Rooster it's supporter. Tough, oh, man, the, the, the swing of emotions yeah. there. And now they're going, well, look, loyalty is a bigger factor than money, says Politis. <laughs> I get it. That's, I get it. Well, <laughs> declared salary cap money, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like a game of golf, Chris. Uh, I think uh, Nick was offering a game. No, no, nothing, nothing. No, come on. Now, listen. Um, Somebody's watching me. Indeed, we know that. Uh, but uh, there's a bigger issue at play today, uh, Chris, and this has got nothing to do with rugby league. Oh, again? Well, it has. Uh, originally, this man was born and bred in rugby league. Oh, okay. He was a code hopper. Yes. He jumped m- many codes. I- I've forgotten how many codes. I think he went through soccer, lacrosse, uh, ice skating. Right. Uh, Brilliant ice skating. You should have seen the outfits he used to wear. I'm talking about Israel Falauer, <laughs> the man on everybody's lips. You're talking about Michael O'Connor or something. Yeah, no. Now, uh, if I could just get my uh, uh, calculator out, Chris. Uh, he, he's on a contract worth how much? Uh, it's, 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 it's about $5 million over four years, Stephen. $5 million, four, That's about one point, what, two something? Yeah, about that, 1.25, okay. yeah. Uh, now, he's, I think he's suing the Australian Rugby Union. Rugby Australia. Rugby Australia for 10, 10 million. 10 million. If he gets that, that's that's about well. Right now, it'd be eleven point two million or so, give or take. Well, I mean, it's a be a combination of what he's paid, been paid already, yes. and plus the ten. So he's probably up around the eleven-ish mark. Eleven-ish mark, yeah. right? And now he's he's dished out a hundred thousand apparently in court costs. He and his wife. So it's still over Maria. ten million, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, no, no. I think you've still got the lion's share of the eleven million yeah. still in your pocket, assuming you're successful in yeah. court. Right, right, right. Um, so there, obviously, there's a lot of uh, good goodwill and empathy, and sort of you know, let's face it, the man needs to be needs a bit of sympathy, a bit of love, a bit of care. Could go through difficult times, troubled times, but he's decided he needs more money. He needs more money. Yeah, go fund me. Is that <laughs> go fund me? Well, me and Maria. You've got to say that carefully, haven't you? Go fund, go fund me. <laughs> me and Maria need a few more mil. So he's yep. set a three million mark. He's only got to two thousand three hundred. Uh, he's got a page where you can donate. Hang on, let's just donate. Okay, that's so three on top. Of that's what. But nearly. Let's round it off at fourteen mil, shall we? <laughs> shall we? <laughs> I mean, if he I, wins, I, I don't want to. If he wins, yeah. you know, because yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, you've got to point out that uh, he's uh, a huge amount in the hole if he doesn't win. Yes, yes. Uh, based on his own figures, yeah. I heard he was up around ten thousand a couple of hours ago. So you know, I now, think it's updating every moment. But did, it's because of the the issue at large. I think. Yeah. Do I remember? We're going back to the Bible now, right? It's harder for a rich man to enter heaven than it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. <laughs> Do, I rem- do you remember that line? That was thrust no, at me. No, I absolutely do remember yeah, that r- line. Yeah, rich men, no good. Yeah. You know, and do you remember Jesus Christ going to the temple where I, the traders were, I kicking think, over their gold coins and I, all the rest of it? Do you I, remember I, that? No, I actually think you got the line wrong. I think it's harder for a rich person to per- get into heaven, heaven than it is to win at Amy Park against the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. Well, in which way, rich men, tough. Very tough. And I would say to him, it's better that he shed his money in the cause than to start collecting money for the cause. 
Though one would argue that he's collecting money in order to further the cause. Yes. Um, because he's not... I mean, this started off as a, a pretty small beer contract yeah. dispute, Stephen. Right. People would go, I'll tell you about the Israel Falau thing. It's about um, yeah. employment law. Yes. All those people got it wrong. Did they? Yeah. Because Israel has gone public and said, uh, I'm fighting for freedom of religion here. Oh, religious freedoms and, and freedom of speech. So those two will roll together, surely. And we know that uh, religion has been a stimulant for global conflict. Look, dare I say Jesus Christ was one such man. He was nailed to the cross. Did you know that, Chris? Three points yeah. of views. Yeah, yeah, That's right. Yeah. I saw the movie. Look, uh, <laughs> Which the Mel Gibson one? That's the right. Passion of the Christ, and that was painful. Oh, well, painful to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 140 minutes. I mean, they didn't pure do, They didn't do what they did to James Bond, where they tied him to a chair, you know, with a hole in the middle when he sat down naked. They didn't do that, but they came close, right? It was pretty rough to watch. I mean, it made Martin Scorsese's Last Temptation of Christ look, look like a walk in, the, walk in the park. <laughs> walk in the park. Uh, and look, ever ever since you know. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the guy? Charlton Heston came down with those tablets, you know. I mean, they've been suffering ever since, and they've been in a fight for religious freedoms. Don't matter what religion. You remember the great line from that Charlton Heston movie, of Tell course. me about it, Chris. Get your filthy paws off me, you damn dirty ape. <laughs> That's right. That was the I Ten Commandments, that. wasn't it? I think it was, too, you damn dirty ape. Well, life has never been simple, has it, Chris? Um, so you say it's a religious crusade. So... Israel has gone, this has transcended my own personal needs. This is around uh, actually preventing World War Three. Oh, okay. Right, because uh, if he can, legal, through the legal system, mm. and let's face, it, let's face it, if there's one thing I trust, yeah. it's the Australian legal, legal system. system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be able to establish the tenets so that people can practice their beliefs any which way they yeah. want. Whatever beliefs they are. And we won't need to take up arms. Yeah. It's a crusade, Stephen. Yeah. Is Sam Newman in on this? <laughs> I hope he is. Sam Newman's being, part of the legal he's team. He's being that he's, tormented at the moment. That's right. You know. Well, you know, people said, Israel, why are you doing this? And he said, some higher voices have spoken to me. Oh, yeah. Who are they? Andrew Bolt. Oh, yes. Miranda Devine. Yes. Well, she's Sam got an Newman, order. Yes. Alan Jones. Alan Jones. And God. And God. <laughs> in that order. That's a pretty big cabal. Yeah, how is. do you resist that? Now, on and the how other, do you fund that? I know. On the other side, you've got uh, poor little Alan Joyce. Yes. Who's standing up for the freedoms of his... Business, yes, right, and you've got the ARU, and they're suffering financially. We know that. Rugby Australia is yeah, in a state of disrepair. They can, they won't last this. Speaking of Qantas, of course, big announcement yesterday by Alan Joyce about uh, exclusive planes for frequent flyers. Yes, can you imagine that? Yeah, can you imagine getting on a plane where no one's actually paid for their ticket per se? Yes, you know, <laughs> yeah, the level of service. Can I get another champagne, please? <laughs> no way. <laughs> you know, you know what? You'll be sit back down. <laughs> you know, who'll be working the planes? Yeah, Alan, behavioural awareness oh, officers. Oh yes, in high vis vest. Now. Uh, <laughs> Dear, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, look, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it is a crusade, a religious crusade. We all remember what happened in the Middle Ages. Well, we do for one reason, and that's because your team keeps the whole story alive. And, <laughs> and, and St. George Illawarra Dragons, to me, represents hope because it actually shows that you could bring the warring parties together on the one yeah, emblem. Because the dragon represented the evil, you know, the corrupting other... As opposed to St. George. Yes, opposed to right. the, the righteous good. Right. Yeah. And and you're, you're a team that's been persecuted. They introduced oh, the limited tackle rule. Persecuted. They excise some of your territory. God they you. annexed Cronulla. We're fighting back there, Chris. You were. You mm-hmm. you, you welcomed the downtrodden... Illawarra. Uh, Illawarra Mom, huddled masses. Mom, yes. Yeah. <laughs> brought it back in and said, okay, you can, you can join us. And it, it, seems, it seems to me that rather than people spending money contributing to Israel's GoFundMe campa- campaign... Yes, yes. ...is that... Is that who is it? is it? Brian Johnson now your CEO? He is. He just has a quiet word with Israel. Mm-hmm. 
um, if certain things are removed, certain uh, attitudes are changed, he said, bam, come play on the wing for St. George Laura. And on another Problem question, solved. Talking about issues with uh, uh, entitlement and those taken away, has Israel had his frequent fly points taken away? <laughs> You'd imagine so, wouldn't That'll you? That'll be part of the action. That'll I be imagine. part of the action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven thousand points and one hundred fifty status points. The way we go, Chris. Uh, or is this a case? And dare I say, you thought you pulled me up on this one that uh, that maybe he's carrying a bigger burden, and maybe he's carrying a burden of his uh, his dare I say Polynesian tribes that the missionary push in the eighteen hundreds have left him with a zealotry that he wants to spread and push back into the rest of us. It's some sort of payback, kickback. You're being very anthropological there, oh, Steve. I am, I mean, I mean, I, you, you can dare say it. I don't know what I can do with it. Yeah, but yeah. You, can, you can certainly say it. I I've mean, said it. It's it's a complicated. Can I say it's complicated? Okay. Fire up! Fire up! Ready to go! Ready to go! Fire up! Fire up! Ready to go! Ready to go! Your own personal. Jesus, someone to hear your prayers, someone who cares, your own personal Jesus, someone to hear your prayers, someone who's there. And now, it's time for the latest instalment of The Life and Times of Gus Gould. Great, great, great days. They were indeed. We used to have a, we used to have a piano bar there. You know, there was a piano bar and we'd, we'd all sing songs you know, late into the night. And there was a fella called Lou Rolls. Remember Lou Rolls, the entertainer? Mm. Had a couple of hit songs. Anyway, he was there one night. And then for the next three games, we couldn't get rid of him. He was in every, he'd come in every night on piano night, first night. And he'd sing all his hit songs, and we'd all sit around and cheer with him. And he's, uh, you know, that, that was a great day. You will never see what you found in me. You'll keep searching and searching your whole life. You're going to miss my love, Chris, when, you, when I'm gone. Lou Rawls had a beautiful, deep, sonorous Barrett voice. Home. I think it was one year, it might have been the American Music Awards. Yes. And of course, it was live, and he'd go, You'll never find. <laughs> and he had his cough, <laughs> oh, no. and he soldiered on. It was oh, just wonderful. That's silky smooth, isn't it? Oh, Philly International is Velvet. best. Velvet. Velvet, caramel, chocolate, like creme de menthe. honey, <laughs> an eclair, all smashed up with a bit of cream. Milton made the Velvet Fog. Of- Got nothing on Lou Rawls. Velvet, nothing on Lou Rawls, no, exactly. And so, Lou Rawls and Rugby League. Yes, at the wow. Origin Camp with Gus. We yeah, look, we've often talked about what is the song, you know, what, what songs go with State of Origin. It's a tough call, isn't it? Because generally it's, it's war, it's battle, it's state versus state, mate versus mate, hate versus hate, blah, 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 blah. Well, right, right now for the uh, New South... coming into it. Right now for New South Wales, it's Walk on Water by 30 seconds from Mars. Walk on Water, yeah. <laughs> they need to be able to do well, that. Well, they need a miracle. Talk about Israel and miracles. Yeah. Freddie needs something better well, than that. Jimmy Maloney. Yes. You know, he can, walk on, he can walk on water. You reckon? Gosford Waters. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know. Occasionally he sinks. 
occasionally he walks, you know. <laughs> he rolls around like a seal, you know. <laughs> now, Chris, Origin goes west. It does indeed. Yes, we're off to the Perth Optus Stadium, the brand new, you right? And you're off to it, off to it. Yeah, I am. I'm going to be there. Will I be playing this song, Chris? You'd be crazy not to. I'd be crazy not to, wouldn't yeah, I? Because yeah. I know they love it in Perth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they know we're there a long way away. And look, I mean, we also know that the uh, the Blues had to walk across the Nullarbor, didn't they? The long walk there. Barefoot. T- harden them up a bit, tough them up. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing when you go to Perth is that they love to make jokes about, oh, yes, we've just had electricity arrive, etc., etc. Yes. So I think if you play Go West, that'll really play to that crowd. That, that, that's an old cliche, Chris, because Bondi changed all of that. He America's did change Cup all changed that. all of that. Yeah. Now, he built Observation City, for example. Observation City. And that was a spot where he could sit with a grand view with Hawkey and a few of his mates, right? And he could just watch the America's Cup in action when it was there at Fremantle? Yeah, 1987. Yeah. Uh, it turns out it was a bit of a folly because they only uh, held it there once because we proceeded to lose it. And yes. Bondi's boat, Australia yeah. 3 and Australia 4, I think, mm-hmm. uh, contended to defend and failed. And it was Kookaburra that flew the Australian flag so proudly and got trounced by Dennis Connor and the Americans. Hmm. Wow, you know your stuff, Chris. Yeah, so they had to rename the hotel. It was no longer Observation City. Why? Because there was nothing to observe. Nothing to look at. Yeah, it's now, I think it's called the... Nothing over here. What is, what's the name of it now? The Rochester or something like that? Uh, the Rendezvous? No, the Rendezvous. Scarborough Hotel Rendezvous I don't know Yeah, Maybe it's one of those two But there is a musical connection with the Blues That is big writ large this year isn't there Chris Two of the players have shown And I remember what was his name Eastwood The fat forward from Canterbury Bankstown <laughs> Greg Eastwood now Greg, playing for the Newtown Jets well, Greg Eastwood you may remember scored his one and only try And <laughs> such was his love of Michael Jackson He preceded that great big lunk of a man to do the moonwalk it's, And is, is there a prettier sight in rugby league Probably not I don't think so no. But they're trying to top him aren't they They are Now Michael Jackson apparently is back baby Well he's controversial Figure Stephen, he is indeed. But there is a great canon of popular music that um, infuses <laughs> <Can't be ignored. laughs> that infuses rugby league. Yeah, I know. Now, on one hand, you've got uh, young young Kitty, South Sydney, Adam Reynolds, not part of the Origin squad currently, no. but certainly there or there. He's showing his colours, though, isn't he? He is. Now, what was he doing in Broadbeach? Uh, he was getting a tattoo. He went all the way to Broadbeach, right? And hello, three eight three tattoos. Love their work. Because nobody in Sydney would do it. No, no, because they're because <laughs> we're two PC. We're two PC. We're protected. PC, yeah. It's a very jiggly nanny state. Every every tattoo parlor has a tattooed high vis dude. That's right. Or dude Ed watching over them. So no Michael Jackson tattoos are, are done. They they have yes Prince. No, not Michael Jackson. They have the towel. Yes. Tattoo awareness officers. Tattoo awareness officers. I get it. So, But in, in Broadbeach, they're a little... Well, they're a bit Everything broader. goes. It's Queensland. Everything goes. It's Queensland. Do what you want up here. It's the wild, wild north. Huge swing to the Morrison government. Exactly. Crazy, crazy Queenslanders. You Cattertown. Know? They're the deep north, Chris. The deep north. <laughs> Cattertown. Wear a big hat and look like you're about to burst your blood vessels, you know. Go crazy. So a tattoo. He says he's got a huge tattoo of Michael Jackson. We we think it's his calf. Yes. I don't know. It's hard to tell on Instagram. Hard to tell on Instagram. It's yeah. a body part. It's a great big sort of fleshy bit, and he's got a great big picture of Michael Jackson. Go out on Reynolds, I say. <laughs> so every time he gets tackled, they'll be going, "Oh, Michael Jackson, all right." <laughs> so you might cop a bit of action down there. <laughs> well, they can't run without legs. But the big news, no, he can't run without legs, Chris. Even if you've got leg speed, it doesn't matter. <laughs> now, Dale Finucane. Yes. Now, what's he gone and done? Origin debutant. He's debutant. Um, he's been an internet internet sensation this yeah. year because he posted a video of him singing an Ed Sheeran song, right. which I would have thought would just uh, be the end of your and career. And Guy Sebastian's ears picked up straight away. Well, that's right, and because he's a mean guitar picker. Yes, he but is. But he's, he's a multiple threat because yeah. he can also tickle the ivories. Can he? So, so the, Good-looking dude, footy yeah. player. 
So the the piano from Michael Jackson's 1996 history tour. Right. So he picked I, up here locally. And I'm sure, like uh, me, you were there. I was there. Was this the one also, and I remember, was it White? Yes, it's a white piano. And it was sort of the one that was doing the Fed Astaire dance. Correct. Yes, yeah, so it was a bit sort of a saloon-based, sort of old-school, honky-tonk piano style, right? Yeah, and I believe it, uh, he had to purchase the piano here in Australia. And, of course, when he finished off in Perth, he, he just, just left it. He walked it, yeah. And it was left at this hotel. And it's just recently been put out of storage uh, after 20 years. They dusted it off. And Finucane, put it in the foyer. Finucane mm-hmm. has gone down. Yeah. Um, you know, opened it up. Tinkling the ivories. Yep, blown the dust off it and tinkle the ivories. Yeah. And the, Do you uh, know what song he was playing? <sighs> no. No, I don't know. Um, Some blues tune the by The Way Elvis? Do You Make Me Feel. The oh, way, it, wouldn't oh. Be, it wouldn't be Blue Gangster that came out on Escape by any chance, oh, would it? What it? Can we have a listen then? really hyped up the blues, didn't it? Well, it sure did, because the 30 seconds from Mars wasn't going to work. No, no, no. And the, and the organisers have had a look, and they said, well, the pre-match, well, the, the in-match music entertainment's not going to be much chop. No. So we need a bit of uh, pizzazz in the pre-game. Oh, hello, I'm the new in- in-house music. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. Hello. I'm sorry. I was just reading off a report here. So they, they, they've, they've sort of taken a leaf out of the Super Bowl's book, yes. where, you know, with the with the Prince uh, yeah. Justin Timberlake thing. Oh. Finucane will be playing Blue yeah. Gangster. With one glove. Yes, on the piano. The white live. piano. It'll be dropped down from the clouds. In the Dislicker Bowl. Conk, yeah. With, controversially, yeah. a hologram of said Michael Jackson. As a Blue Gangster. <laughs> That's wow. right. Wow. <laughs> with a machine gun, As a little hat, you know. <laughs> protesters. Yeah. Protesters, go mad now. Wow, that's incredible stuff. Cause it's you, brave. It's very brave. brave. Very and the brave. Blues need something. I did say we were progressive in rugby league, didn't that's I? That's right. Yeah. Forward thinking. Yeah. Well, that's incredible stuff, Chris, and I'm very, very excited. But now, listen, um, any any origin news you want to talk about apart from the, the oh, music? Look, look, there's so much we could talk about. Um, We've got our very own whisperer. We do have our own whisperer. Yeah. We've got uh, Rick's Charlesworth. Yeah. And in fact, he's not a whisperer. He's actually a coach. Oh, so that's why he's real. <laughs> that's why he's been employed. He's not just a hypnotist, Chris. Um, and, of course, Queensland have sort of seemed to have moved on from my mate, Bailey Charles Stubbs, mm. and uh, they've gone from the coach whispering. They've employed John Donoghue, a wrestling coach, and we've got a bit of exclusive audio of John Donoghue about Origin. Let's have a listen then, shall we? What's with the broom? Wait a minute. We what is the professional wrestling completely clean? Oh, yeah. Doing the thing, yeah. Like nobody ever does before. Or I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Is that how they roll, Chris? That's how the... And, of course, this guy worked with Melbourne, and that's the whole Melbourne wrestle. They put players in positions they'd rather not be in, and the cream rises to the top. Chris, the, the other thing I should simply say yeah. is that Gaz, yeah. Mark Gaznia, so important to this show. And this show, and look on our, fo- our Facebook page soon, Stephen, there'll yeah. be details of us live okay. at the Factory Theatre, October 11. Fire okay. Up goes live. Yeah. And we want to look at the keepers of the Fire live. Up flame. Live. Mark Gaznia uh, just shoots to the top of the pile. He's over there coaching the rookie centres, mm. Whiten and the other dude. Can we get Dale on the piano? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a coup? Uh, Dale and Dennis Carnahan. Man, that, that would double be act. Good. Double that act. would be good. We're putting it out there, Dale. Travoyevich, I think, is the other guy. Is but Gaz sick? has given up his job as a player agent to take Blues to victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Finucane, yeah. Uh, Rick Charlesworth, yeah. and Gaz yeah. win. Win. Got win all over it. Hey, uh, that, we've got two more tickets. If we found out from our North Sydney Bears uh, coach, Ross from Collaroy. Um, if, you, if you're an FBI supporter and you'd like to go tonight to the 
State of Origin for women at North Sydney. You have a beautiful space to go. Then uh, give us a text in here, 0409-945-945, and we'll line you up. We'll set you up, and you can go tonight to see the women's second year, I believe, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, as in the format of State of Origin, New South Wales defending the shield. Chris, talking about uh, how forward-thinking, uh, how reflective, I suppose, not for how of the now rugby league is. And can I list you uh, a bunch of names? Please. These are some of the current players in rugby league today. Now, bear with me. I'm and, bearing with you. Okay, now, Cooper Cronk. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a ring about it, hasn't it? <laughs> Boyd Cordner. Isan Masters. Zane Musgrave. Billy Britton. Connor Tracy. Bailey Sirenen. Corbin and Tariq Sims. Carlin Anderson. Logan Bayless-Brow. Gideon Geller-Mosby. Reuben Cotter. Kurt Baptiste. Cohen Hess. Emery Pete. Javid Bowen. Egan Butcher. Brock Lamb. Victor Radley. Chase Blair, Brody Croft, Sandor Earl, Cameron Munster, Kelma Tulagi, Jai Arrow, Darius Farmer, Dale Copley, Keegan Hipgrave, Kevin Proctor, Cade Cust, we referred to yes. earlier, Morgan Boyle, I just love the name Boyle, I don't know why, Kane Edgley, Abbas Miami, Moses Suley, Herman Essiesi, Slade Griffin, we love the band. Yes. Much. Heimel Hunt, one of my favourites. <laughs> Kalen Ponga, and that's a real name. Darius Boyd. Katoni Staggs. Have I got these right? I think they're computer generated, aren't they? Hayes Dunster. <laughs> Royce Hunt. Uh, it goes on. Hudson Young. Bunty Afoa. Jazz Tavago. Tavanga. Two of my favourites, Bunty and Frank Winterstein. Now, that's a criminal's name. I've ever heard one. Blake and Jordan Bradley. Bronson Cherry. And there are others. Chris, would you like to read the final ones down the bottom there? I sure will. Uh, we've got Phoenix Crossland. Yeah, Phoenix Crossland. Yeah. Tex Hoy, Bradman Best. If that's Bradman not, Best. If that's not that a the cake, made up sporting name. Smith Samau uh, from Samoa. Sam Moa, who was a Tongan international, and the Tonga brothers, Willie and Charlie, who played for Samoa. Yes. Uh, let's not forget uh, Shanzi Nickel Klockstad. <laughs> Abbas, Abbas Miski yeah. uh, to go along with Abbas Miami. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if there's one name that is the one that anchors us to the really, past. Really. If this is our present and our future, Ray Stone. Oh, I thought you were going to say Billy Smith. Oh, Billy Smith. There's a new Billy Smith. Now, that just says a lot to me about rugby league. Yes, it speaks. We've it... moved on from hyphenates. Yes. We're confused by that. Yes. That didn't go anywhere. No. This is all brand new names, made up names, creative rugby league at its best. One, Chris... day, that, one day that group of names will actually represent actual players of rugby league, Stephen. Yeah, thank you very much. We'll see you next week, Chris. Bye-bye. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!